Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's bringing the Tuesday night football showdown slate between the Bills and the Titans. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports sites. Um, real quick, I do want to say thank you guys again. Seriously, um, the support is greatly, greatly appreciated, guys, in the, in the YouTube comment section, in the live streams, and on Twitter. Uh, you know, the easiest way to support me since all the content is free is just leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. If this game is in fact going to be played, I will be live streaming for this one. 30 minutes for a lock, going over everything and answering any questions you guys have at the end, talking about kind of roster construction, what I'm thinking. So make sure to check the live stream if in fact this game is played, hoping it is. Um, also, if you guys cannot watch YouTube videos, do upload an Apple podcast. The link is in the description below, which is the DK DFS show. But with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So, before we talk about players and the prices for the showdown slate, let's go over um, first the Vegas odds. So, this one's currently sitting at 53 over under. Definitely, again, on the higher side, uh, the Bills, uh, who uh, are 4 0, three and a half point favorites here. So, this one, I think, will be a pretty good game here. And again, hoping it is played. Let's go over the snap counts here for both teams, just so we have a good idea of kind of who is going to, to play what. Um, now, there is, uh, you know, a couple of the Titans receivers have COVID. Um, so we'll talk about that potential value. Uh, hopefully, we get some clarity on, you know, who is going to actually get a majority of the snaps for the Titans wide receivers. But yeah, let's, let's start with uh, the Bills and the running back situations. This is. Last game, but this was with no Zach Moss. Now, Zach Moss status is up in the air, but looks like he's leaning towards playing. So, yes, yeah, Singletary was a workhorse back when Moss is out. Now, if Moss surprisingly does get ruled out, then I really do like Singletary this week. Because we've seen, again, he's been a workhorse with Moss out. But in the game that Moss has played, the first couple of games, it was, you know, almost a 50-50 split. Singletary in week 2, 56%. Zach Moss, 46%. So if Moss does play, it's a pretty big hit to Singletary, unless we get some sort of news that they're going to limit Moss. But I don't think that would happen. Let's see, the wide receiver situation for the Bills. So this is uh, last week, but, you know, um, so Diggs and Brown are going to play a majority of the game, 92 and 85%. Beasley only played 30% in this game because he left a little bit due to injury. He came back. I think week two is more of a clear picture of what this Bills wide receiver situation is going to be like. Now, we do have John Brown currently questionable. I think he's going to be good, good to go. Uh, but, yeah, Brown, Diggs uh, should play, again, majority of the game, I would say around 80, 80 to 90% of the snaps, with Beasley out of the slot probably getting 60-ish percent of the snaps. Now, yeah, Davis probably is the number four receiver. I would say probably around 30 to 40% of the snaps playable on this slate, but nothing you're, you're really going to recommend with confidence. They do, like, you know, they'll probably give Roberts a few snaps, Isaiah McKenzie, the speedster, a few snaps, but those are nothing more than dart throws, at least on this showdown slate. Tight end situation for, for the Bills. Uh, they don't really utilize either tight end a whole lot. A Croft it, or a Knox is their starting tight end. He played a little less than 50% of the snaps last game. Croft playing 33%. Um, you know, they're both achieved enough, cheap enough price points on the slate that make them in play. But, again, you're not really going to feel, like, super confident with either of those Bills tight ends. Run, running back situation for the Titans. Yeah, Derrick Henry's the workhorse back. I would say 70 to 80% of the touches he, he gets. Um, you know, the one downside with him is just not an amazing pass-catching back. 
Um, and it is, you know, I guess a tougher matchup here against the Bills, but hard not to like Derrick Henry based on any state just because he's such a workhorse. Um, McNichols, Evans, you know, probably get a little bit of work, but nothing you, you can really get to, again, with confidence there. Wide receiver situation is the big question mark here for Titans because Baston, COVID. Corey Davis, COVID. Adam Humphreys, COVID. A.J. Brown, status up in the air, questionable. So I, I would think A.J. Brown's going to go, but we don't know that for certain. If he is out too, then they're really depleted, right? Raymond, Westbrook, a couple other guys that I think could get some snaps we'll talk about at the flat men. But yeah, right now the biggest question mark on this slate is just what are the Titans going to do with their wide receiving situation? I do think we will probably get some clarity on that. You know, with the inactives, actives, obviously, uh, you know, 90 minutes before a lock. So that's why it's important to check on the live stream. But, yeah, that's definitely the big question mark right now. Tight end situation, Junu Smith is going to play a majority of the game. Uh, it's really stepping up this year, played 88% of the snaps last game. Pruitt is out, so I think uh, first Ferguson, uh probably does get uh, a little bit of a boost there as far as, you know, the backup tight end goes. So, all right, that's enough for the snaps. Um, let's talk about the player-by-player -player breakdown. At the top, we have Josh Allen, 13K. Um, yeah, it, it does, you know, feel like a lot, but it's hard to argue what Josh Allen has done so far this year. 33, 37, 36, and 25 fancy points. He's a decent uh, running quarterback, too. Haven't really seen it a whole lot the last three games, but the first game we saw it, 14 rushes, 57 yards. That's not out of the question for him to get, like, 50 yards in the ground. And this Titans defense, nothing to really be scared about, right? They are not great defensively. So, I think Josh Allen's going to be really, really popular. Do you necessarily have to play him? Well, for cash, I would play him if you're playing cash games. For GPPs, I think you can make an argument because the price point is you know, up there. Uh, but, again, it, it's hard to argue with what he's done so far this season. Derek Henry's at 11K. He is the definition of a workhorse back. 31, 25, and 26 carries. Now, the matchup against the Bills is not amazing, but it's not, like, terrible either. It's, you know, I think the matchup is a little bit better on the opposite side. Like, Buffalo is a slightly better matchup, but it doesn't really scare me off Henry. The one thing that it does concern me is just not a whole lot of usage in the passing game. Um, you know, five catches so far through three games does lower his floor a bit. But if they are playing from ahead, he will probably get close to 30 carries. My one concern with Derrick Henry is since this Bills offense has been so dynamic, if they fall behind early, are they still going to go to the ground? I think still he still will get, a, will get a decent amount of work, but maybe only like 20 carries or so. So that is a risk with Derrick Henry. If they are playing from ahead, I think he's going to push for, for close to 30 carries. So yeah, 11K, again, kind of feels like a lot, but it's hard to argue Derrick Henry is a safe play. Um should get him a, a, a good amount of work. My one concern with him is just no real uh, involvement in the passing game. And if they do fall behind, again, they, they still will go to him, but I don't think as much. Stephon Diggs at 10-6, another one that it's, it's, it's hard to argue what he's done so far this season. Eight catches and nine targets. Eight catches and 13 targets. Four catches and six targets. Six catches and seven targets. Um, big play upside to over 100 yards in two of the first four games. Another guy I think will we'll definitely get ownership, um, and he's got the big play upside. If you want to pair him with Josh Allen, I have absolutely no issue with that at all. 
So, yeah, I think Diggs is a perfectly fine play. Again, I think he is probably a little bit overpriced, but he has been playing uh, fantastic so far to start the year. Now, Ryan Tannehill at 9-8, I think looks like a pretty decent price for him. Um, you know, Tennessee is a run for first team, so that's the downside for Tannehill. But if they do fall behind early here, then that would be good uh, for a guy like Ryan Tannehill. 9.8K, you're getting him at a nice discount off of Josh Allen, who's 13K. Um, so I think Tannehill's perfectly fine in the slate. And uh, for cash games, I usually do recommend getting both quarterbacks in. This slate is probably going to be a little bit trickier with Allen's price. So if you play Allen in the flex and we play Tannehill and say you want to play Derrick Henry, you can still do it, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult. You have to put someone in the captain too. So like if you do play a guy like, let's just say, Derrick Henry in the captain, it's going to be even more tough to get a lineup you're confident in. So yeah, roster construction is going to be a little bit difficult. Uh, so I don't necessarily think you have to play both quarterbacks for cash for, for the prices, but you know they do have the highest floor on these showdown sites. A.J. Brown, as currently this is questionable, um, he was able to practice Saturday, so I assume he's probably going to be good to go. Now, he hasn't played since week one, so maybe a little bit of rust, but they are so depleted for wide receiver that you know he looks like a decent play. Downside is 8.8K. We're not really getting him at a discount. I would have liked it if he was cheaper, and like I said with Tanhill, Tennessee is a run-first team, so those are the downsides. The positive is Tennessee has basically no one at wide receiver, so if he does play, I think he will get targeted a, a decent amount there. Singletary at 8K. So this play is strictly dependent on the status of Zach Moss. If Moss is out, I really like Singletary at 8K. Probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, play of the day for his price. We've seen it the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, he's a guy a good passaging back too. He's just been a complete workhorse. But if Moss is back, I think it's almost back to 50-50 split. And, and then I think Singletary's just, nah, just okay. So this play right now, again, strictly dependent on what uh, Zach Moss's status is. Juno Smith at 7-2, I think is a fine play. Um, now we are going to get a lot of guys at the top, uh, I think pretty high owned. You know, quarterbacks always get ownership. I think Derek Henry will get ownership. I think Stephon Diggs, obviously will get some ownership as well. So, you know, a guy like Juno Smith, it feels, again, feels a little bit pricey at 7-2, but 7, 5, and 8 targets. Again, he has been a, a guy that looked to in the red zone, too, with three touchdowns so far in the first three weeks. So I'm perfectly fine with Juno Smith. I do think he's a little bit more of a contrarian play. But, uh, again, positives are he is playing a majority of the game and a guy they will look to in the red zone. Cole Beasley at 6'8", I just think looks, looks like a safe play. Playing out of the slot, uh, he's going to get, you know, a pretty safe amount of targets. Um, you know, he's been really, really solid so far this year. 9, 12, 19, and 12 fancy points uh, the first four weeks. So, another guy that I'm not, like, overly excited about, Cole Beasley, but if you land him in the mid-range, uh, no issue with that. And Corey Davis, COVID. Adam Humphreys, COVID. Uh, Tennessee, like I said, this is a big question mark, but they are... Really, really thin at wide receiver. I do think there is some value, though, uh, with the Titans wide receivers. John Brown at 5'8". Uh, was limited in practice, so we'll see. Um, another guy that has that big play upside, even though he's getting up there in age, he can still break long ones. Right? We saw in week one, six catches, 10 targets, 70 yards, and a touchdown. So 5.8K, Like I do like the price a little bit better on him than I do Stephon Diggs for what almost a 5K discount. The worry is just obviously dealing with an injury. So we'll see. If John Brown does get ruled out, could make, uh, you know, Davis obviously would be, become a lot more 
a playable uh, for Buffalo. So we'll see. But I do kind of like the price there on John Brown at the moment. The defenses, uh, Bills are at 5K, Titans at 3K. Like, I would prefer the Bills if we weren't talking about price, but 5K is a little bit pricey for a defense. Um, you know, they, they've been a solid defense, but for a single-entry guy like myself, I'm probably not going to get there. Now, sure, again, if you're, if you're a guy making 150 lineups or multiple lineups, you can obviously throw the defenses in your player pool. But for single-entry, I'm probably not going to go there. Now, Raymond's at 4'8", so dependent on if A.J. Brown goes. If A.J. Brown misses, he would be the number one receiver. If A.J. Brown plays, would be the number two. Would probably get a, a decent amount of work here. So I have Anderson Raymond. I think he's a solid play. Again, I haven't seen a whole lot from him. Did have three catches for over 100 yards the last game. So, um, yeah, Raymond is someone definitely playable. If A.J. Brown's out, it's even a bigger boost to him. Gabriel Davis, so for me, this play is dependent on John Brown. If John Brown plays, I'm not overly excited about Gabriel Davis, who probably gets in the range of 30-ish percent of the snaps. But if John Brown's out, then I think he takes a big leap forward and then look would look at like a pretty good value play. So another play dependent on status. Uh, Got to see what uh, what John Brown uh, ends up doing. Both kickers are always in play. Again, no strong take there. Range outcomes, usually 5 to 15. I say that in every video, but it's true. Like, Kickers are fine. Um, would I play both in GPP lineup? No, but you can definitely look to one in in uh, in cash, um, or you can even play one in GPPs. I'm perfectly fine with that. We're now we're kind of getting to the you know the dart throw range. The guys that are risky. Again, Titans defense. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it. Bills defense. Bills offense has been really really good. Now, sure, right. All you really need is a pick six, which is possible. But for single entry, I, I probably wouldn't look there. Uh, yeah, the tight ends, Knox and Tyler Croft are playable, right? Neither gets a major- neither gets like a ton of targets, but all they really need is one touchdown, like one one target in the red zone. Um, so Knox playable three four, and um, Croft playable two K. I don't really have a strong take. Both of them probably get around three targets. Yeah, run makes them in play. All they need is a touchdown. So. If you go to one of those tight ends for value, I don't really have an issue with that. Zach Moss at 2-6. I like this price a good amount if he does play. And if he does play, and it's not going to be limited. Um, again, he was playing like fifty around 50% of the snaps the first first couple of weeks. So, yes, if Zach Moss plays and it's not going to be limited, I think he's my favorite value play. He's a decent pass central running back. Probably gets, again, 40-50% to 50% of, of the touches. I like that. So, uh, yeah, I do really like Zach Moss if he does play and it's not going to be limited. Let's see. Yeah, like McKenzie, um, nothing I can recommend with confidence. Would he play? Like, he'll probably get, I don't know, 10 to 15% of the snaps. Um, Ferkser, you know, at the flat min, I actually think it's an okay punt play with no, um, with no Pruitt. He probably does... Maybe you push for 40-ish, 50% of snaps. I actually think that's playable at $200. He's a de- decent pass-fishing tight end, right? Two catches and four and four catches the first couple weeks. So I think he's playable as, as a cheap guy for sure at the flat mid. Got Andre Roberts, same thing as, as McKenzie. They're just guys that you can throw them in the player pool if you want, but not going to play a lot. Now we talk about um, you know the cheap, really cheap Tennessee uh, t- or wide receivers. Westbrook. Uh, right now, it's listed as the number three on the depth chart. If AJ Brown plays, if AJ Brown misses, he's probably the number two. But at two hundred dollars, 
I think he's someone you can look to. Right? He doesn't. He probably only needs one or two catches to get you there. So, um, yeah, I think he's someone that that's playable. We'll see about the other receivers. There's a other couple other guys here with Hollister, with uh, Chester Rogers. Like maybe they incorporate them again. I think we will get clarity on that before lock. So that's why it is important to to follow or to make sure to check out the live stream. But yeah, Rogers. Uh, right now, Westbrook is probably you know going to be the number three, but maybe they use Rogers, maybe Hollister. We'll see. Uh, with you know them being really really thin at wide receiver at the moment, but that's really it for the player by player breakdown. Um, yeah, for roster construction, you know I think a popular build is, is probably going to be Derrick Henry on the Tennessee side, and then Josh Allen paired with one of his wide receivers. So I, I think that's probably sorry <coughs> a safe way to go. Um, you know, obviously the guys at the top I like right with Allen with Henry. Diggs, Tannehill, all look good. Singletary, I would like a lot of Zach Moss is out. Um, so he would definitely be someone I'd consider in the captain if Moss is out. This next range of guys I'm not overly excited about, like Juno Smith, Beasley are fine. Uh, John Brown, if he does play, the big play upside is there, so someone you can look to uh, in the captain spot too. And then, you know, like really cheap options, like Zach Moss, if he does play, I think looks like one of the better cheap options on this slate. So mess around with roster instruction, right, because... You can always go someone cheap in the captain. It's riskier, but it does allow you to get basically whoever else you want in your lineup. So let's just say Moss plays, and you play him in the captain, right? And then it's 9.2K remaining. Well, you can get Josh Allen. You can get Tannehill. You can get Derrick Henry. You can get Stephon Diggs if you want to. So, yeah, mess around with the roster instruction. I'll talk about that more in the live stream, you know, what builds I'm liking at least for cash, uh, you know, where I'm going to go for, for a GPP. So, yeah, that, that, I think that's gonna, really going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. If you have been enjoying the content so far, would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell. Again, 30 minutes before lock, I will be live, going over everything. Uh, thanks again, guys. I hope you, hope you guys all have a good day, and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.